It is Sunday, June 9th, 2019. My name's Anthony, and I'm here with Michael, and this is Time Lapse, the podcast where cars and watches are the focus, but tangents are often the reality. Let's get into it. Hello there. Welcome back. God, I don't know why you start off every week with this like sensual jazz voice ASMR bullshit. Uh, Anthony and Michael here again, everybody. Wow, Anthony's thrilled to be back with so me. So thrilled. God damn it. June 9th. Yeah. Flying. We're flying through. Flying through the month. You know what? It, it, honestly, though. No. I no. feel like it was literally just March. Yeah. You know, on, and and we've had some pretty shit weather um, this this spring. So, Crazy. yeah, it, it's creeping by, uh, flying by. Sorry, creeping, flying. I don't know. Yeah, what the hell are we even saying? Uh, <laughs> we, um, but we're gonna we're gonna switch this thing up. We've been talking about a lot about cars. Yeah, uh, GTRs. Mm-hmm. Talking about motorcycles, trucks. We need to get back to watches. Yeah, that's our that was our bread and butter. Not uh, really. We fifty fifty mm, on the nope. whole way. But anyway. Uh, no, yeah, we, we, you, you and I have, um, curated a, a small collection yeah. between the two of us. And it's been, it's been a while since we've actually talked and even yeah. done wristwatch checks, mm-hmm. talked about watches, um, talked yeah, about so, our watches. So the next few episodes are going to be, um, you and I going over the current state of our collections, something people do often now on YouTube and Instagram to try and impress yeah, other gonna people. Yeah, it's going to be a two-part episode. Mm-hmm. Now we're not trying to impress anyone, but... It, it does get, you know what it is it's not just two men talking about what watches they have it's, it's two buffoons two buffoons talking about how easy ways to lose a lot of money yeah no uh it's it, it's a way it's a medium to you know tell a couple stories and uh kind of figure out why you made the purchases you did because I like i like how anthony has a little iphone in front of him with a picture of all of his watches well, I just so I don't forget any of them. Not that I don't know. It's a good idea. I know all my watches, obviously, but I would get lost. At least it gives me like oh, a, I'm gonna get lost. a platform. I, anyway, <laughs> but you and I have both come into the majority of our watches in, in the last, I'll say, two years. Sure. Um, it's been relatively quick, especially since starting the podcast, because we also became members of Red Bar Toronto. And, and being around and in that world, it, it exposes you to... A lot of different watches you never would have it's seen. A bad place. It's a bad place for for the for this uh, type of what do you, would you call it addiction? Uh, but it, at the same time, it it opened our eyes also to like some solid micro brands, and and I'll get into 100%, that. Yeah, uh, I'll get into that as well. You know, basically why I own some of my watches because of them. Um, but I guess this first episode is going to be about my own collection sure yeah okay yeah, we'll do it in two parts we'll do your up and then mine next week will be yours so okay um we'll start at the bottom of my collection by no means are we bottom in terms of what anthony bottom is just the, so i line up my watch so i have a 15 watch box i chose 15 because i just didn't want to have watches in different areas of my house i wanted it all to be in one place so if you're ever trying to rob me guess what you're gonna have a field day it's pick we'll pick up one box but um my brother uh for my birthday got me this really nice uh, a 15 watch box made by Volta, probably a brand you've never heard of before, but they just the do. box is nice though. Yeah, oh, it's super heavy. It's made of real wood. Um, he he, I, I wish he didn't, but he got the glass engraved with my name, which was an option on the website. I wish he didn't do that because it reduces the resale value <laughs> completely. If I ever had to sell it, I can't now. I'll take it. My initials are AEG is on it. That's fine. And also, it it it's fogged engraving or not like like it's. 
what do you call it? etched engraving. So you can't see the watches in the middle, which is the whole reason why How I wanted How big this. is the lettering? It's like it's like maybe this big. Holy moly. Yeah, it's large. But you can see through. It's just I, I didn't need it. And I know it was a nice gesture and everything. But, Eddie, if you're listening, I hate you. So, um, But, no, no, I'm kidding. It was a really nice gesture for him. But, anyway, so um, the way that I sort of organize is I try to put my watches uh, so it's aesthetically pleasing. I try to group watches that look similar together. So for example, I have my G-Shocks and my system 51 together because they're all plastic black and, uh, re- relatively the same size. I have all my divers, um, and, and, um, stainless steel tool watches all together because they have a similar aesthetic. And then I have my quirky watches, like my Hamilton Jazzmaster, my Ming, my Cadola, they're all sort of together. Interesting. Yeah, because I just like aesthetically, it's nice when you when you walk up to your box. Because I typically go put my watches on while I'm already dressed, so I can choose what I'm gonna wear just by looking at my choices aesthetically. What I have, it, it, it's if you're already into watches, like I and I also love tinkering with my watches. I I don't typically open up the case backs or anything, but on the outside, I love to clean, polish when I can, adjust. Um, like bracelets, change straps. I love to do that kind of stuff. So the aesthetics are really a big thing when it comes to watches for me. And that's why I like to organize them this way. Sometimes if I change a strap, I'll put the watch in a different spot. So much differently organized than mine. Well, to each his own. But that's part of the madness. Mine's organized in value. <laughs> oh my I couldn't even do that with mine because some of these watches, I have no idea what the, what the real value is. Some, some, some of them, they're just valuable to me. But let's, let's get started um, with, uh, with a watch that everyone would, will know of when I talk about it. So when I was 16 years old, my, uh, my brother bought me a G-Shock. It was Eddie's um, just gifting you everything. Eddie gives me a whole lot of stuff. Uh, but I, I, it's likewise. I give him a lot of stuff. So um, he bought me this black and orange G-Shock. This was, uh, again, this would have been in 2011 ish, 2010, 2011. So back then, bigger mm-hmm. was better. So when you think 2009. of 2009, like, sorry, 2009, we think of like a ghastly G-Shock, like those big bulk. And you've seen this one. I don't wear it often anymore. But the, so the, the, the watch he got me was a, it was an orange um, dial with orange buttons and a gloss black exterior. I, as a kid, I wore it quite often. In fact, the college I was affiliated with in university, McLaughlin College at York University, um, their or their go colors, Wildcats. Shut your mouth! Don't you dare! Don't put respect on my college, okay? Uh, no. Where were they? The wild? No. Were they the, Wildcats? The, the Mac Wolves was the was the was the oh so something not even the animal okay. the the mascot of my college, but York Lions is the mascot of the school. Anyway, I'm not going to get into the whole collegiate system inside of universities in Canada, but it's a good idea. It really, it's great. Um, <laughs> so the, our, 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 our color scheme was orange mixed yep. with blue or orange with black. Um, and so I wore this watch to every Frosh week uh, and specifically the one that I ran in 2015. It was a great, great time in my life. I really enjoyed it. So whenever I don't wear this watch too often now, I did end up changing the gloss black uh, case and bracelet to a matte black one to make it more really versatile. I always thought it was just matte black because when you said no, gloss black, I was trying to picture it and I don't remember it. The gloss black is what it came on. And at the time this watch was sold, people would wear them. You'd see people wearing G-Shocks with like suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They would go out to like it was, it was sweet the 16s. Jer- the Jersey Shore times. Oh, 100%. Yep. You'd see people going out with rhinestones on their shirts and G-Shocks on their wrists. Cabs here. Yeah. Uh, so it, w- it was a little bit dated. 
Um, but I did obviously didn't throw it away. I, I still have the original skin, that gloss black skin. Sure. But I got this matte black um, skin, which was hard. I had to get it from Israel. And it didn't come for like three months. So I, I wrote the guy. He gave me my money back. Three days later, it showed up. So kind of got I got it for free. Oh, my um, gosh. Well, because three months go by. It's coming from Israel. I'm like, hey, this guy's like uh, Tel Aviv, I think it was coming from. So it's like a, ma- a major city, but still. And uh, what that what that matte black skin does, it makes it less loud. It's still very chunky and bulky on my wrists. It's more sporty and toolish. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I sort of let that. Uh, so I loved that look of the matte black, but I just didn't love the size of the watch. The G-Shock is just so big on my small wrist. It doesn't go with anything I wear. And so that kind of led me into my 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 new G-Shock, the G-Shock that is probably my most used and in some ways my best watch like in in terms of in terms of usability and uh diverse diversity is my my GWM 5610 it's the world timer right it it has a world time function but yep. it's uh, many other things um it's a perpetual calendar as well uh and it well it it has a what do you call it what, what it's a what's the word i'm looking for here how do i forget this it connects to a satellite to get your time. Mm. Atomic clock. That's yep. what it is. Atomic. So it's atomic timekeeping. So it's always set. And when I got it, I, I was hearing a whole bunch of jibber jabber in the in the in, on the interwebs that they were going to shut down the atomic clocks. Trump was saying he was going to cut funding for atomic clocks, and all these G shocks were going to become void. But guess what? Apparently, the one that that uh, that that this one connects to here in Canada is still working. My my thing is to the second. There you go. Correct every single day. Um, so. This GW fifty GW fifty six ten that I bought again solar powered atomic timekeeping. It's matte black. It's a square G shock, so it's nice and it's it fits my wrist perfectly. I can wear. I can dress it up. I can dress it down. Uh, people at work compliment me on it. Got like guys wearing Omegas. Uh, customers wearing Omegas and stuff. They compliment me on the G shock. They think it's from the eighties because of the uh, because of the aesthetic. And I gotta say, if if you are ever questioning, because it kind of looks like a, like a like one of the vintage casios yeah yeah though that's what it is and if you're ever questioning like whether or not if you're a watch guy and you think well do i want a g-shock if you have 90 dollars to burn 90 canadian you're not you you could do no wrong like honestly this is probably the the best other than it being too small for your wrist and well in that case there are other g-shocks so like you can get a mudman or or something um something that is a little bit bulkier you just won't get it square they have ones that aren't as flagrant as my old G-Shock, but they're just not as, um, in my opinion, they're not as classy as this one is. And I know when we say G-Shock and classy, it sounds ridiculous, but this watch is proportionately is perfect for your for my for like I, I wear yep. this between this and my SKX are, are my best two daily watches at work. We we have a friend that also has the same mm-hmm. G-Shock and he wears it every day on the job site. Oh, dude, it's it's fantastic, and and that just the fact that he's wearing it on a job site. Just goes to show you, this is the daintiest G-Shock, but you can still like bugger it around like it was the the uh, like a Mudman. You can still even pretty buy, robust, yeah. And you can buy and and modify this thing. the The NATO strap I bought for my G-Shock actually fits on this G-Shock. Mm-hmm. You can put NATO straps on this with the adapters that I have. Uh, you can you can do any. You can put metal bracelets on these. You can put um, these bars on top to stop it from the glass from getting cracked because if the glass cracks 
water will seep into the actual um, the module and obviously it'll be fried. Uh, but there's so much you can do to modify these G-Shocks to really make them your own if the look is not something that you're really into or you want to bulk it up a little bit. Um, so yeah, then there's that's my my second plastic watch. On to my third plastic watch, the System 51. This is this mm. one has been featured many times on our podcast, uh, on our podcast, on the Instagram especially. My System 51 is um, it's the Hodinkee uh, version, the first one. You got the second one. Yep. Um, this is the all black with a it, they called it the uh it was like vintage vintage 86 or something something some something weird like that some weird name I it, it was meant um th- so this this system 51 uh, by hodinky was meant to be a throwback to a 80s system uh sorry an 80s swatch mm-hmm. so it has a diver aesthetic meaning that like the indices are just dots with like an arrow uh at the 12 and just um rectangle indices at the three six and nine uh it's got a small oh, sorry the the nine the six is also a date window um yeah it's pretty cool i when i saw it i, I just wanted a system 51 i was i wanted to buy something i wanted to be a part of that of that history uh the fact that it the system 51 movement is an incredible movement it's an incredible achievement uh, for mechanical watchmaking in this uh in the current environment that we have uh, again, 51 parts. Um, they they basically devoid of uh, of any human interaction. It's all made by a machine. 90 hour power reserve, all under $200. So it's a it's a pretty impressive watch. Um, now, I was told at Red Bar something that I forgot about about the System 51 is that they're not serviceable. And I knew yeah. that when that when it came out, and when me and our friend Eric kind of got in that debate about what is the better watch, he said the System Fifty One, I said the Seiko SKX. And back then, I would use the fact that the System Fifty One was not serviceable as my like right. my my you know one you know end end of argument thing, like nail in the coffin there. And I, it's funny how quickly I forgot about that fact when I, when I decided to buy one, because I I kind of envisioned it as like this is the perfect watch for a kid to be right. passed down to to your kid. And then I and then it was actually uh, one of the guys from Brashaw and Taylor that reminded me, well, this is not serviceable. <laughs> of course, they would know because they are uh, they are watchmakers. So uh, yeah, the, the the System 51 at this time was not serviceable. Uh, I think there are newer System 51s that are serviceable. Yeah, they're I, not um, sold in the plastic case though. There they are, but I still think like it wouldn't be worth it. Because your service would cost just, just as much as one. the System 51. Yeah, yeah. But again, for some people with like sentimental reasons, you know, sure, it, it makes sense. Um, next on my onto my next watch is actually my first watch. I sh- I shouldn't say that my my first watch was a Roots watch that my dad bought oh. for me when we were in Cuba. Unfortunately, it was a digital watch. My 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 digital Roots watch. I only have a photo of. Uh, I, it's, it's a photo of me holding my rabbit and you can see this very quirky roots watch, uh, in it. And I love that watch. I specifically remember the pride. We talked I had. about this watch on this podcast. Yeah. Cause I remember the pride I had wearing it and it was just a goofy little, you know, whatever. But I remember being a kid, I felt like, so in the know, I felt informed and, and it was, you know, my dad bought it for me. It reminded me of Cuba. For some reason, I also remember chewing on the rubber band I was okay. I was I was in like grade two, so I was I was I was very young, but I remember like the 
I remember the dexterity of that rubber band. I remember chewing on it. You, I know it's weird, you can but feel it in between your teeth. Right yeah, now. really, honestly, I remember chewing on it uh, just because I was interested in it. You know, so you back then you you have that oral fixation. You want you're learning about the world through your mouth uh, in a lot of ways, and uh, and that's what I did with that watch. But yeah, so I, unfortunately, I only have this this picture of it. So again, I I don't I don't keep the picture in my case or anything. But when I the watch I'm about to talk about, I call it my first watch because it's the only one that I have in the metal. The cool thing is that my dad, when he bought me that digital roots watch, he also bought himself a, a quartz roots watch, and he still has that. It's all stainless steel. Um, it's butt ugly. <laughs> like it is. Maybe it will age better. But it is not a, a you know a good looking watch by any means. Um, but maybe one day I'll I'll fix that up for him and, and get it running. I have no idea what movement is in it. Uh, it's it's a it's a Roots watch. Roots is a Canadian brand, so it's probably some some very inexpensive Chinese uh, you know movement. But it would just be cool to see this thing that I can trace back to a specific memory in my time tick again. Uh, but beyond besides that, <laughs> my this watch I'm about to talk about is uh is the the watch that my my parents got for me when they came back i'm not sure where they went they went somewhere and my dad got my brother a telescope <clears throat> it was a vintage style telescope like a pirate's telescope and he, he brought me back this swiss army watch um it's again not a very good looking watch barely fits my wrist uh even even now with i've put more links in it um i just recently replaced the battery and i replaced it myself I destroyed the back of the watch trying to do it, but I, I did. I did do it. Um, I just keep it in my case to you know remind me. This is this is the first watch I wore to school. I wore it. Uh, I wore it to grade eight uh, religion class, and I remember a good friend of mine now, Travis, uh, made fun of the watch, and so I never wore it again. Let's see. I don't think I've ever seen this. No, you probably haven't. It, it's very like, no. Just quirky. turn your phone. <clears throat> like pointed at me. It's very quirky. It's got like it's got like these weird numerals, yeah, white I'd, white dial. I'd make fun of you as well. It doesn't. The bezel looks like it moves, but it doesn't. Um, the screws in the bezel don't come out. Yeah, I, I wore a what? That's Victoria Knox, right? <coughs> no, no. This, this is just Swiss, Swiss Army. Army. This is not even close oh, to Victoria Knox. I was gonna say I wore a Victoria Knox you, all throughout you, high school. You were also much older. I was in grade eight. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you had that later on. Grade nine, ten. It was a big watch. You were wearing that with man's wrists. I was wearing this as a boy. No, I just wore it for a long time. Oh, anyway, okay. Well, we can move on from that. That I just keep that because it's like a reminder of like you know that's my my humble beginnings in the watch game. But um, the the next one is a watch that's important to me, uh, and it sits beside the the Swiss Army. You one have here. a lot more watches than I anticipated. Well, I'm trying to go through them as fast as possible. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like. These are these are things that I've never even heard of. Well, because I don't wear them that often. But this next one you've heard of before. Um, my grandfather passed away in 2013, 2013 to 2014. And when he passed away, he had maybe about five watches. None of them a- anything, uh, you know, not to say like n- nothing that was that was uh, worth value on uh, on a market scale it was really only worth value to the to the people that knew him. And um, and so my mom. Uh, said okay well of the five watches you can choose one she let my brother choose one and she gave the rest to my uncle um and i chose the seiko because it was the only name i recognized but more so because it's the one i remember him wearing the most often uh, when i would see him it was it's an all it's a gold plated seiko not real gold of course just gold painted we'll say seiko quartz watch um very basic it's one of the 
one of the many that came out of Seiko in the 80s and 90s. I, I traced it back. I think it's late 80s, early 90s. Um, but the 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 reason it reminds me of my grandfather's because this would have been sold as a dress watch to be worn with a suit. Uh, probably, you know, expensive for, for him at the time. He was not, he did not, uh, he did not treat himself uh, in life. Like he, he worked very hard and supported his family, you know, very well. He did, he did very well for himself and his kids, but he by no means took any enjoyment in material things. So uh, of his, of his like collection of watches, you know, he, he treated these more as tools than anything else. And I remember getting the watch and it has this weird elastic band. It's an, it's a metal band, but it's got an elastic property to it. And people have seen these now. They were actually becoming pretty popular again with the advent of the Apple watch. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people like these bands because they're comfortable. And this one was just full of dirt, full of dirt and grass seeds because he wore it gardening and because he wore it gardening, moisture had gone under the dial and actually patinaed a, p- a portion of the dial. So when I got the watch, my first thing was, oh, I got to put it on a leather strap. I got to figure out one way to put on a leather strap. So I put it on some like shitty leather strap that, that my local jewelry store just had lying around some shitty long jeans leather strap from like the 80s. Um, and I thought that made the watch look cool. It, it was a fleeting, uh, you know, uh, idea of, of this like upgraded uh, look and it didn't look good at all but I did replace the glass not myself I got it done uh, I did put a battery in the movement and uh, and I and I, I had them clean it up for me it wasn't until maybe midway through this winter where I said okay this this brown leather strap has to come off this Seiko it looks like shit this Seiko if you can tell does not have regular lugs the case molds into the bracelet it's very similar to the system 51 exactly <clears throat> your system 51 i think oh no no you just mean the system 51 in general yeah, yeah. uh but your system you, sorry your 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 uh swatch has something similar doesn't it It doesn't have regular lugs it just molds into the bracelet it's like a the case almost that, yeah kind of so that that was very popular even my even the swiss army watch has the same thing um but so the what was it, what was I saying here? The um, I took off that brown leather strap and went to go put the bracelet back on. And then realized, you know what? This is a great opportunity. Let me clean this bracelet. But to clean the bracelet, I had to figure out how the bracelet worked. And if you want to see how intricate Japanese engineering is, this was like a this is a cheap bracelet. You can bend this bracelet with two fingers and destroy it if you really wanted to. But it does one thing well. It remains elastic forever. Like it will never lose its elasticity because the way it holds its elasticity is not through some material that would be elastic. It is by like several hundred little metal prongs that flex this way Hmm. and back. So it like when I, when I was opening this thing up and looking at like, how the hell did they assemble this thing with any ease? Like I had relatively decent tools where I, you have to fold back multiple metal things to get to the hooks. Then once you get to the hooks, you have to remember the pattern in which they go or else the, the, the elasticity won't right. be there because the hooks are spreading the metal clips and the tension is held by, by space. Mm-hmm. So it's just incredible, you know, how this bracelet works. And I would never, I would, 
I would I would have thrown this thing away. But I'm so happy I didn't because now, once again, it's the watch that he wore on his wrist with the bracelet that he used. And I've revamped the bracelet and got rid of all the, like, literally, there was, like, hair particulates in there. Mm. And not to get gross here, but the hair had whitened. It was his hair. <laughs> you know, like, there there are, the, when you when you inherit a watch from a loved one, especially if it was a well-worn watch and it has a bracelet like this that expands and contracts on your wrist, it takes with it multiple you know things so not to get too gross on you guys but yeah a little piece of my grandfather literally is is with me now um so that's my that's my uh seiko and if we move up and i'm sorry if this is boring for you guys but i think when we post this um when we post this podcast i'm actually going to post an album to instagram of all of these watches you can kind of follow uh you know if you're if you're listening going through you can just see what each of these watches looks like You, you can sort of put a put a an image to the face we move on to the cadola um my cadola watch uh one of my more recent purchases uh is i've we've spoken a lot about it on the podcast so i won't go too much into it but basically mikey int- uh, introduced me to uh, a young man who is selling uh, a lot of his grandfather's watches his grandfather was a watch repairman had a bunch of extra watch parts and watches collected over a lifetime of repairing watches and uh, you can check them out on, on Instagram. They have a shop on Etsy, I believe. Yep, Alfonso's Vintage Clock. Exactly. Great customer service. Some really quality products that you're not going to find anywhere. Like these are artisan products. And he's you can find them, them on for, Instagram as well, the same yeah, handle. Yeah. He's selling them at, at very reasonable prices, and they're Canadian. So um, I, I, anyway, I, I was following his stuff because you said that he was selling vintage stuff. And, of course, I wanted to buy my first vintage watch. And I came across this Cadola and I was like, holy shit, this has been up for like six days and no one's bought it. It had this beautiful blue dial. It was super quirky. It had like modern looking lugs. It had a modern looking aesthetic, especially what people are going for now. When you see how popular fashion watches like um, like Michael, not Michael Kors, right? Daniel Wellington and MVMT, this minimalist design. Well, this is a minimalist watch, but it only cost me $65. Uh, so I was like, how the hell can I pass this up? It's mechanical, manually wound. It, it, you know, it had the engravings I was looking for saying that it was a T Swiss T on the bottom, meaning tritium was used to treat the, uh, the luminescent, uh, luminescent markers on the dial and byword for quality back then you, you had to look for that kind of stuff. Also, um, there's another, there's another, uh, word that you see all the time here. I can't ink a block, ink mm-hmm. a block. Whenever you're looking at like vintage, Again, this this watch resembles the vintage market out there, where there is really the only value in these watches because you can there there are millions of them all over the world, and and they'll never die because the the movement is like the most bulletproof manually wound movement there is. It's very simple. Um, this is just a this is just a two hands with a small seconds. Um, Inca block super popular. A tritium tritium on the dial very popular but it, they're by words for a watch that will last a long time so for 65 dollars, i take this over a daniel wellington or an mvmt any day a tenth of the price tenth of the pr- well, not really a tenth mm, a tenth a tenth a tenth if you're being schumberted <laughs> yes if you're paying 650 dollars for a fucking movement watch then you are being finagled by somebody like there is there is some bad juju going on there uh, but yeah, that's the Godola. It's a great little dress watch. I just recently put it on a blue strap. I'm gonna post that photo. Um, and uh, it's 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 nice. Like I don't know, it's a watch that I play around with. You know, it's got this domed uh, acrylic 
uh, I won't call it a crystal, it's domed acrylic lens on it. So I have to be kind of careful when I wear it. If I, if I smash it, it will scratch. So I try to be yeah, as careful as I can, but, uh, it, it's a beautiful watch The the, the dial, the blue on the dial, the way the indices have kind of aged, like it's just a, a, a really cool watch. And it's an example of how, and, and our friend James at red bar, um, it, he showed me some Soviet watches that follow that similar, that similar idea of you don't have to spend, you know, vintage Rolex money to get a cool vintage watch. You can find them literally anywhere. They're all over the internet. And all you got to do is have that first thing that says, Hey, that's cool. Yeah. That's all that happened with this. Like, yeah. Damn. I like that blue dial. I don't have a blue dial watch 65 bucks. Yeah. What can go wrong? Oh, it may not work. Well, I'll take the gamble on $65. If anything, this, I can make this a Franken watch. Put it whatever movement I want in it because I have this cool dial in this cool case, and these these watches, these movements are are you know like pennies on the dollar. You can buy them for maybe not that cheap, but anyway, they're they're very inexpensive to get into uh, at this level. Obviously, it gets different when you're looking at like vintage Grand Seiko or vintage King Seiko and stuff like that. You'll get similar aesthetics in those watches, but for a lot more money. Um, so let's move on to the my an, another recent watch. I didn't pay any money for this, so shout out to uh, to one of my good friends, Nino, one of my coworkers. He um, the first watch he bought uh, since he since he kind of got into watches, first or second? Uh, maybe it was the second. He I can't remember if he bought his Seiko Alpinist first or if he bought this Seiko Five first. I think he bought the Alpinist. Yeah, and then and then he didn't want to wear the Alpinist every day, yeah. so we were looking, and he said, "Okay, well, I'll spend like fifty bucks on a Seiko Five. What can go wrong?" And he wore it like every day for maybe a year and it got destroyed. He fucking, he didn't care what this thing hit. And it's a small watch. So you really got to go out of your way to whack yeah. it on things. But yeah, he just, uh, he didn't care. He whacked it around. And hey, to, to his credit, that's what you, he wore the watch, which is cool. Uh, but recently he, he, I told him like, if you're not going to wear it, like I'll, I'll buy it off. you. I don't, I don't care. And he was nice enough to just give it to me because I guess he really put no value in it anymore. Um, and uh, I, I, because the, 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 Hardlex, which surprised me. This this watch comes with Hardlex. Mm-hmm. Who the hell knew? Um, the Hardlex was scratched, so I couldn't polish that out. I had to go get a cheap ac- acrylic crystal. Um, I got that put on. I also um, took off the sort of like Velcro, like canvas strap that it came on, super cheap from Seiko, uh, and I put it on this brown leather. I think you've seen a, a photo of it. Um, yep. I'm actually probably going to post that this Friday because it's in the Seiko five. The, this Seiko five specifically is in like a Flieger aesthetic. Um, I know that you're like, yeah, you're giving me because it's not IWC. Okay, so how can it be Flieger? It's not a what the fuck? You tell me that's not a Flieger aesthetic. No, I'd say th- that's that's more of like um like a field watch aesthetic, not Flieger. Okay, maybe yeah. Watch. I don't know. I but see, I mean, you can I still do hashtag Field Watch Friday. <laughs> maybe that's what i'll do but no i it's see not, elements of both Fliga. i see elements of both because mm. the the numerals are very easy to see uh and i, don't know, I, I see elements of both um but the, yeah so it's a cool watch this is probably the cheapest watch you can get that uh has a has a full hard lex case back you can fully see the movement like i'll, I'll show you yeah you poo poo at it but like it's no it's just for a kid let's say you paid 50 bucks for it Dude, Seiko fives are like super cheap. Under I knew they were. I knew. I knew they were cheap, but not fifty bucks cheap. Okay, the, maybe what, what maybe you he paid ninety. Bucks? Maybe he paid ninety. But like yeah. these are these are the, literally the the best cheapest watches out there, mm-hmm. other than other than Casios. If you want a mechanical movement manual, 
Oh, there's there's lots of proof on the Reddit forums that um, state Seiko fives <laughs> are just pure class. And Mikey is making a terrible, terribly, uh, terribly, what do you call that? I don't know. Guised, guys, joke. Anyway, disguised. Like you're trying to no, disguise. No, on, on the on the Reddit for on people the shit forums, on Seiko I sound like fives. I'm, I sound like I'm 80 years old on the Reddit web pages. <laughs> On the interweb, no, on Reddit, there's um, there's like a watch meme page, and they yeah. always talk about Seiko fives, how they're like pure class, and then like people will like post their like vintage GMT Master Pepsi dial and uh, Pepsi bezel, and they'll be like pure shitter, and then on the other hand, they'll have like pure class, and it'll be a Seiko five. It's just funny. Yeah, because people. It's not it, true. Like Seiko fives, it, it's for the money. It's it's because great. the internet, it's the internet funny. loves Seiko fives, and and real real enthusiasts, people who spent ridiculous amounts of money on watches, can't stand to hear that. But the fact okay, that the matter is, real enthusiasts in quotes. That's what I just made the quotes for. Well, you people who you spend tons it. of money on vintage GMT masters when they could just buy a brand new GMT master for the same money and be very happy with it. They don't understand that, so they need some. They need, they need to make fun of yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, but Seiko fives are great watches. Anyways, okay, not for everyone, but they're great. Uh, next is my Ming, which needs no introduction. We've here. We've beat that one like a dead yeah, horse. So I'm not even going to talk about the Ming. The Ming's fantastic. You guys know how the story. 1701. My first micro brand. 1701. I love the hell out of it. I got to wear it more often, but I'm trying to figure out a perfect strap combination. Right now, it's on the NATO, the Navy strap. I've got and some straps for the Ming's. You won't even let me. Oh, no. Wait, they're the same. They're the new buck straps that you already have. Yeah. And you won't let me have the red one that I want. I told I, you I'd I pay told you, for you it. I'd let you have it. You can't it, lend someone a leather mine. strap. You can't. No, you can't lend someone a leather strap. That strap is going to grow with uh, me. Can we can we have a vote in the comments? I offered to let Anthony use this strap to his con- desire, and he will not take it unless he pays for it. 100%. Have a vote. Would you yeah. ever take your friend's leather strap I'm on loan? It. I'm, I'm, I'm like offering Like on long-term it loan? It's not a bracelet. Like it's a leather strap. It's so? going to get dirty. It's going to get all so then covered. When, when you pass at a very young age and I have to take <laughs> your remains, I will have that leather strap. Anyway, so <laughs> I, right now I'm trying to find a good strap for the Ming, and Mikey is not inclined to help. Um, the next watch is my Tissot Viso Date, the, the watch I bought myself for graduation. I, I, I didn't get the I money. That. My parents bought me a bracelet, and I don't wear bracelets. So I told them, like, look, just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it back. I'll pay the difference to get myself a nice watch. I did some research, and... Um, for, for Solid watch, great watch for the money. Uh, Tiso, uh, this the, the new D- Viso dates now. You can get like a black and gold uh, color yeah. option, yep. which I've seen and I don't mind. Uh, but this is just and that. Sorry, the new Viso dates also have numerals, which I really like. This mm. watch, no numerals, just indices. No, I um, like yours better. Minimalist. It's nice, it's nice minimalist. Looking. It's sporty. Um, at the time, I was really into the minimalist, uh, you know, design, and and the Viso date is is just proportionately probably the best. Um, vintage inspired minimalist sports watch. It's got the vintage Tissot uh, emblem, day date function, probably the best uh, best functioning and snappiest at a movement I own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say like this this at a movement and this feels snappier than the one in my Seamaster when I change date uh, and when I when I have to you know wind up and everything like that. It just feels really snappy. Um, nice. So I, I I really do stand by. It. I think this is one of the best um, entry level. You know, th- this feels a notch better than than the majority of like, because Tissot is like Seiko in in the way that they have so many watches out there on the market. They do a lot of quartz, um, but when you're looking at there's there's only a few that really stand out. The Sea Star comes to mind. Our friend just bought one of those. Sea Star is a great watch. Um, the Viso Date's another great watch. 
I can't really think of any other Tissots that really stand out to me um, in the whole, like this big bubble of Tissot. Um, so when one comes along, like the Visodate, you, you should definitely try one out. And I think no matter what watch you have, um, like no matter what your collection consists of, you'll find uh, you'll enjoy the Visodate because of its proportions. Dome Sapphire, really, really cool dress watch, dress sports watch, we call it. Next one is my Hamilton Jazzmaster Auto Chrono. This one's been featured on the podcast as well. For I this was this is my oldest watch besides my like sorry, this is my second oldest watch. We still haven't gone to my oldest watch yet. Um proper watch. Because my oldest watch was the was the Swiss Army. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, right, right, right. Watch I wear. This is the second oldest watch I wear. Um it's my Oh my god. Why? I couldn't hold it. I don't know. It's just begging to come out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the people listening. I just got I'm gassy. And just straight. This gassy. happened last week, Anthony. Yeah, I know. It definitely wasn't only an hour ago. But anyway. <laughs> um so no, the uh the Jazzmaster Auto Chrono I received when I confirmed my brother. Um he was only I don't know, fourteen for those of you at that the time. Oh yeah. Confirmed I've, as in confirmation, like you know, like the them Catholics do. Yes, yes. Um so he chose me as his sponsor, meaning like I. It's really just it works like a title. A lot like um, Alcoholics Anonymous. Exactly. That's exactly what I was. I made sure he stayed on track. Yes. Uh, you know, with and his continues to addiction. do so. Uh, no, but it it, it ultimately you're you're just you you you're committed to guiding a soul into um, the Catholic religion. Uh, and you know, whatever it, it's a big, it's a big thing. The fact that he chose me more than anything, cause you know, I'm his older brother and I appreciated that. So we each, uh, I got him a watch. He got me a watch. We were young at the time, so we didn't pay for these watches, but, uh, from what, what we chose, we chose some pretty solid kit. I got him a jazz master. He got me a jazz master around the time that, that I confirmed it was about 2012. Great Gatsby was very big. And I always refer to this watch as my Gatsby watch because I bought it with the, idea that i wanted it to look like something gatsby would wear and that's why it's such a weird aesthetic it's a white dial uh with like gold markings and very large and very round very vintage looking it's a chronograph so there's shit going on that doesn't need to be and it's a chronograph with no telemeter and no numbers on it other than your thought process of buying things is one like no other. Interesting. It's Jeez. just interesting. So anyway, so <laughs> I I love this watch. It is far too big for my taste at this point, but it's my well, biggest big watch. It? Forty. It's forty two, but because of the, it's a very thin diameter case mm. and a very large totally rounded big. sapphire. It's very tall. It sits yeah. big on my wrist. So I I typically wear it now, uh, when I when I wear either a big sweater. Or I wear like a T-shirt because then it's if if it's near a cuff, it just it's massive. It just overshadows everything. Sure. Um. So I I tend to wear it in times like that, and uh, it's my only chronograph. Um. So really? yeah, it's my only chronograph until my speedy comes along. Hopefully, oh. hopefully one day soon. But anyway, uh, I won't talk more about that for now. I will talk about the future. But uh, so no, the uh, yeah, the Jazzmaster, great watch. Um, my first, this was my first automatic, uh, and it was my first experience with, you know, the treachery of having an automatic watch and not knowing how to operate an automatic, an automatic watch. So I remember reading in the manual is like, don't change the date between this hour. And I didn't understand like, what the hell, why can't I change the date between this hour? Really what it was always telling me is don't change the date with the hands above, 
um, above the three and the six. Sorry, above the three and the nine, uh, which is a common thing now. Like now I know, and I never do that, even when I don't need to not do that. Uh, it just like I just prefer it at this point. But anyway, uh, great watch. I love it to death. Uh, never get rid of that one because obviously it reminds me of a time, and it also matches my brother's Jazzmaster. His is a different aesthetic. His is more sporty, more businessy. It's a black dial uh, with, uh, two symmetrical, um, sub dials and a very small seconds in the corner. Uh, sorry, in the middle. So mine is a, is three sub dials, all equal size. And they're on the left side, sorry, the, uh, yeah, the left side of the watch part. It's because of the, the Eta movement that it uses that they do that. Um, I prefer the aesthetics of the, the sub dials at the, the three, six and nine. Symmetrically. Yeah. But this one has them offset uh, at the 12, 9, and 6, just because that's the way that that movement is, is designed. It's okay. It makes it, it makes it weird. It makes it quirky. It, uh, sorry, the Hamilton Jazzmaster also has the date at the 4. It's weird. But, and it's also on an angle. It, again, it's just a, it's a quirky, quirky watch. Definitely something that uh, the late, great um, James Gatz. James? Jim Gatz? What was his name again? His name wasn't Gatsby. It was Gatz. Really? I can't, I can't remember his first name. Mm. His real name. Um, I don't because, know. again, you don't know that? Did you ever I, watch the movie? I did, yeah. Yeah, it was a good A long good time ago. Baz, I watched it once. Baz Luhrmann. It's a good movie. Uh, anyway, so let, let's move on. Move on to um, the watch I'm wearing right now, uh, my Seiko SKX. Wow, what a, what a fairy tale it's been with the Seiko SKX. Uh, and Mikey's telling me to speed the fuck up because I got way too many watches <laughs> to talk about. So you guys have heard enough about the Seiko SKX. It's a great, it's a great watch. Wear it every single day, uh, almost every single day. I beat the hell really? out of it. <clears throat> yeah, it's in my rotation. Usually around one to twice a week. Wow. Um, none, none of my other watches. But it's mainly because I don't care what I do to it. Uh, if if something scratches or breaks or you know I'll, I'll just replace it. And and it's just a good watch. I have it here on the strap code. Um, strap yeah, it's code. really nice. Yeah. Like I'll let you play around. You can feel the girth of the thing, but it's just it's just solid, man. It's great watch. If you're if you're looking, if you're like, oh man, I really want a mechanical watch, but I I don't want to spend a lot of money. Oh well, yeah, you just get a Seiko SKX. And so what still, if you, so what if the internet makes fun of you? Like it's okay. Still a decent chunk of change. There's other options that are. It's a under five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's under five hundred, and you can find them really cheap. You can find people selling them like, yeah. for next to nothing because they just get bored of them. Uh, but it's it's a great watch, and and you know what I gotta say? Listen to this. This is the only bezel I get joy using in my entire collection. Really? The Seamaster the is too hard. The I tag, I can't read because it doesn't have numbers, like proper numbers on it. This one is the most legible and easiest to maneuver. So I actually use this one at work to time how long I've been, it's been since I saw a customer. My next watch, my tag. Anthony's my, one of a kind people. Yep. My tag is my, old, my oldest luxury watch, I'll call it. I got it when I was confirmed. For my uncle, this is an aqua racer. Aqua racer with an alarm function and small seconds and a dual date window. So something I like about this watch, when I got it, this was my Bond watch. This was the watch that I wore, and it made me feel like James. Not Bond. a Bond watch. It's not a Bond watch. Shut up! I was a kid. Okay, sorry, my uncle couldn't afford to get me. You all have an, an insight into Anthony's life and what I experience. <laughs> Knowing Anthony for Look, such a long when time. when I was a kid, when I was a kid. He has this, many fantasies. When I was a kid, this might as well have been a Patek Philippe because this tag represented to me like the pinnacle of watchmaking. And it looked cool. It was aesthetically cool. Came on a bracelet. It was everything that a kid 
Um, cause again, my only other watch at that point was this stupid Swiss army watch that I hated. I hated and the, the, and, the and the roots watch you chewed on and the roots watch. So this watch was just like mind blowingly cool. And just, uh, just recently I'm starting to pick up like these really weird, cool things about it. It's got an alarm function, which I still know how to use, but I got to find out one day, small seconds with a crosshair. It's got like, this is a time where tag just like, I, they had no idea what to do with their watch. They just threw everything at the board and just waited to see what shit stuck. Um, they got, it has a dual date window for each number. And it, when you turn it, it's really cool to watch it flip over. Also, the dial isn't just black. It's got like this black anthracite thing to it. It's very, very cool. Uh, the bezel action's nice. It's quartz, but it's fantastic. I love it. Uh, my Omega Seamaster, of course, I've talked more than enough about that. Uh, it's my first proper luxury watch, in my opinion. It's the, uh, it's the most expensive watch I've ever purchased, and I love it to death. Um, it is the, my true Bond watch. I wore it on Saturday to a wedding with my suit, and, man, like it just makes you feel like you're about to jump onto a train, beat the shit out of some guys, and like, fucking, you know, just like, just go home and win. Anyway, I just watched Skyfall. That's why he, he's in the beginning of the opening scene. He jumps onto a train. Anyway. And then uh, my notice, which we talked again a lot about. This marathon of your watches has now turned into a sprint. Oh, yeah. No, we're you running through You are rushing the last through Well, because the these couple. ones we talk about all the time, I so I don't really need to. Uh, but obviously, you guys know the Notice is just fantastic. Of course. Great watch. I And I'll say one thing about the Notice. I, I wear it now probably at least once a week. And this is the first summer I've had with it. Fuck. When it is on your wrist and it's the only, like, no shirt, just sleeves, uh, just sleeve, like a T-shirt, and it's on your wrist, man, shout out to the guys at Notice. The proportions on this watch are freaking perfect. Just absolutely perfect. The 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 height of the sa- the box, Sapphire, the, the size of the case, the design of the bracelet is just like the most perfect, perfect, elegant tool watch. I'm so happy I got it without the 12-hour bezel because just the case design is, is, is incredible. The way the light hits, the different polishing and finishing on the metal, uh, and, and that sort of green anti-reflective layer mixed with like the, the, the loomed indices is just, I, if it, it is the ideal watch design for me personally it's very subjective i think a lot of people may find things they don't like about it but i just think that is the perfect watch design i think this watch is prettier than my seamaster bar none like i think the seamaster is a more aggressive high praise but no they, they the proportions on this watch are fantastic if you're me maybe not work for everyone but i absolutely adore it so shout out to the guys at notice for building an incredible like these are the intangibles, the things you can't calculate when you're online and about to purchase it. So I'm telling you right now, the Contrail 39s just came back into stock. If you even have an inkling that this is something you enjoy, buy it. You will not be disappointed. That's my that's my piece. So those are my 14 watches. Oh, wait, wait, wait. 14. Those are my 14. And the 15th? Is on the way. It's uh, it's being, maybe, maybe will be shipped out in the next few weeks. Okay. So, um... Actually, I might have it by the time this podcast is posted, so maybe I'll post it there. Oh, you guys will definitely hear about it when I post it. Yeah. Because it's going to be big news. Yeah, we will talk about it. Yeah. I'll give you one hint. It's GMT. Whoa. Anthony's taking over my... uh my yeah. territory. No, no. If people, if people follow us, they know that it's not even close to what you would consider or what, what GMT that you would buy. <laughs> but it's... Uh, oh, okay. No, no. It, it is a GMT. I consider it's buying one of these one, one, once upon a time. Not yeah. the GMT, but one of these. Yeah. 
way back. Yeah. It's a great movement. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess that wraps up Anthony's. Yeah. Sorry for the state of his collection. Yeah. Sorry for chewing up so much time. Mikey It's just, it's a big collection. What can I say? A, a curate curated collection of watches. You have more watches than I do for sure. Um, um, and more yeah. passion about your watches. hundred percent. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You're lucky. I was, I was even thinking about going into my dad's, my brother's watches only because it's I not bought, your collection, but I bought, I bought like my brothers and for the most part, same. And I've, uh, I've recently like been involved in, in like cleaning and servicing my dad's. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot to talk about that, but anyway, um, no, no, it's a fun hobby. It's <laughs> a terrible hobby. No, it's yeah. My girlfriend doesn't understand. I'm sure this will be the source of a lot of arguments in the future, but we'll 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 just we'll wait. We'll see what happens. Well, anyways, yeah, I think that wraps that up. Definitely, thank you guys for listening. Um, and we'll be back next week with my far less interesting. Collection. Look at this humble bags. Oh my <clears throat> god, far less interesting. They don't have the stories that you have, Anthony. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you can't you can't downplay your collection. But we'll get to that. We'll next get into week. that next yeah. week, and uh, you know where to follow us. Exactly. Uh, at the Toronto Raptor. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> no, at Time Lapse Podcast everywhere. Search us on all the podcast uh, avenues, I guess we could call them. Mm-hmm. Um, at Time Lapse Podcast. Uh, subscribe, like, follow at the Toronto Raptor for the Raptor build. Oh, my um, And, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Sounds good. We'll see you guys then. Mm-hmm.